Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK, and with me is my buddy in the foxhole, the Glitch. Great to have you, Glitch. Great to be in this foxhole with you. Yes, we're taking cover because it's a little bit of a disaster outside. Man, that guy's sunbathing. Better take cover. I don't know what he's doing over there. (laughs) So today (laughs) we're talking about Metal Slug, uh, released by SNK for the arcade. Uh, on April 18th, 1996, this run-and-gun game depicts the battles of Captain Marco Rossi and Lieutenant Tarma Roving as they do battle with the traitor General Morden, who leads a coup d'etat against the entire world. Yeah, it's uh, also known as Metal Slug Super Vehicle 1. Yeah, they have that like subtitle. Yeah, it's weird. And like, So the reason behind that is the game was originally supposed to be completely in a vehicle. Oh, completely in a vehicle. So uh, in this game, there's a point where you you find the vehicle that you know shoots bullets, and you can just—it's almost like a tank. Yeah, like yeah, a it's like tank. a little—it's it's kind of goofy looking, yeah. but it is a tank. And it's called the Super Vehicle One. Well, originally the whole game was supposed to be inside of that tank. Oh, there's supposed to be like two mechs driving around shooting. Interesting. Yeah. So, glitch the there the, before we go too far off the my original point. I definitely want to talk about this. What's up? General Morden mm-hmm. launches a coup d'etat against the world. The world glitch. Does that imply that in the world of Metal Slug, it is a world government where there like is only one nation? It's kind of like in uh, Futurama where it's just the world president. It's just Nixon. <laughs> I guess. How do you coup, coup d'etat the world? I don't know. That's he got too big for his britches. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Morgan's problem. Too much. But I'm glad that we have uh, we have our uh, Rossi and Roving to help save save the world. I I do appreciate the fact that like the Metal Slug series has a little bit more like Contra's amazing and I love the games, but like the two characters are very very interchangeable. They're very the same, you know. Whereas in uh, the Metal Slug series, all the characters are very animated very differently. They all look different. They all mm-hmm. have different style to them. They all still play the same, of course, much like Contra. But you know, in the Metal Slug series, you know the the art gets a lot more attention. Yeah, it's and, it's it's really cool design and something that you don't really see in. In, in in video games around the time too, it's very advanced. I thought. Oh yeah, the the sprite work is phenomenal in this game. But I tell you what, before we start talking about the the art, the sound, all this other stuff, let's chat about the gameplay. So for anyone who doesn't know, Metal Slug is run and gun. You just run around and shoot enemies. Mm-hmm. And the first this first one was only two player. Uh huh. Yep, only two players. Because uh, the later ones you could play up to four. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was released as an arcade, and that's actually the first time I played it. So. Uh, when did you experience this real quick? So we'll go back the to the Nintendo Wii. Okay. The Metal Slug Collection. I bought it on the cheap. Uh, it was it was a pretty reasonable price at the time I bought it, and I had never really played Metal Slug. But I, you know, I'm always into retro games and stuff, and I heard Metal Slug is this cool series, so I was like, yeah, all right, I'll pick it up. And so I bought it, like, you know, used for, I don't know, like $10, $15 or something like that. Some, it's a dirt cheap price. And me and my buddy Andy, uh, who I've mentioned on this show plenty of times uh, before, if you've you know been following along Legend of Retro, we took to this series and really loved it. We ended up going through the entire series of Metal Slug pretty much all in like one or two evenings. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. The Metal Slug series is a ton of fun, and it all starts with Metal Slug 1. But uh, yeah. uh, you played in the arcade first? So I played at arcade at a roller rink, and I remember going to we've talked about Riverside Roller Rink. Yeah, we've talked about the roller rink arcades before. Yeah. And I remember going there for a birthday or something uh-huh. and playing this game, and I, I don't know why, but I didn't remember the name of it. Oh? So I remember like, oh, this is like Contra, and I was like playing it, and I, I probably put every every penny I had into it, <laughs> and I don't think I beat it that day, because it is, a, a, tough it is game. a it is a bit long, too, for, for an arcade, but I, um, I remember getting home, and like the next day, I called up the arcade, and I was like, hey, I was just up there, and 
It was like 12-year-old me. Hey, I was just up there. Um, like, I was just playing this game where you, where you go and you shoot people and you whatever. And then the guy's like, all right, hold on. Let me go check. And he came back and he's like, uh, yeah, it's called Metal Slug. And I was like, no, it's like a run-and-gun game. <laughs> you, you shoot enemies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, kid. It's, it's, it's Metal Slug. I didn't believe him. And I probably went like most of my childhood thinking – I'm never going to know what this game is. And then years later, like it came out on the PlayStation 2 or something, like an anthology Metal Slug. And I was like, that guy was right. It was Metal Slug. I believe you owe somebody an apology. Uh, he doesn't work there. I'll go up I, there. I'll go up there after the recording and say, hey, I called up here when I was 11 years up old. here like 20 years ago. What's going on with that guy who told me it was Metal Slug? I didn't believe him at the time, but let me tell you, that guy was right. But now I own this. I yeah, own this arcade. Uh, one of the things I always wanted was a Neo Geo arcade unit, which has like interchangeable cartridges. It's a really cool And system. when I got it, it came with Metal Slug 1, and then I ended up buying the whole like series. So, you know, you got 2, 3, up to 6, and then X, which is just a... Uh, remake of two. Yeah, which is really weird. Yeah, I don't know why they called it X, but there's also like XX and stuff, but uh, but yeah, so that was one of the things I wanted to own, and I'm so glad that I have it, because it is a yeah. great series. Um, uh, and like I said, it's a bit, it's not like too long, but it does have six missions. Mm-hmm. Um, you can shoot, which is also your melee, so if you're close to an enemy, you, you, take, like a, a knife yeah, you take out a knife out and just slice them. Oosh. Yep, uh, and the game's not very gory either. I know in the I want to say in the Japanese version, there's blood, but in this one, it's just like a like a puff of white powder or something. So, like. so the blood in yeah the, the there is blood in the Japanese version, and uh, like even the uh, the the collection, you know, the Wii, you know, Metal Slug collection or whatever had the the red blood. Uh, it was changed to white in America. So, glitch. My question for you is, does it make you blue? That the red blood was changed to white. Oh my God! Did you salute me just now? <laughs> God bless America. I. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they they did alter the blood. You know that is they they toned down the violence because honestly, in the original the original way this game is intended, it is a little on the gory side. It's a little like it's it's kind of like a uh, like that dark military humor where it's like you know people are blowing up and like you know like like you said that earlier you know in some levels you'll see guards like are sunbathing and then they see you and scream and you you know end up like with a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of comedy to this game, which makes it very unique. Like there's there there there's a couple of guys cooking at a fire. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's people sunbathing, uh, you know, people dancing in some parts. So you can walk and you can see, like, the enemies just, like, dancing, and then they'll see you, like, ah, and then they'll run and they'll grab their guns and their weapons or they'll be in their underwear. Oh, yeah, it's it's a real kind of goofy game in that sense. And, I mean, in, in real life it would be utterly horrifying, but, you know, that's we're not worrying about that. Uh, so, you know, the the all the sprite art and stuff is done really well where, you know, all the enemies are really expressive and, you know, they're they're like it's cart like obviously, you know, they're you know, when you get down to the brass tacks, so to speak, you know, it, it's it's a rebellion against the world. Maybe the world doesn't need to be rebelled against. Maybe you guys should settle down. But however, you are fighting these guys who are traitors to the world. So you have to fight them and take them mm-hmm. down and stuff. But, like, you almost sort of feel for these guys because they are so expressive and goofy and the sprite work is done so well. Mm, yeah, because it, it gives them life to the enemy. Yeah, it which really you don't does. Get. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that. You know, like in, in, you know, just about every other run and gun game I can think of, you're either fighting aliens or robots or monsters or maybe soldiers, but they're usually very non expressive. It's very just like, oh, they're hit, they're down. Yeah, yep. they're gone. Yep. You know, um, you also have bombs. Which you throw, which I, which is oh, yeah, the like strongest. Grenades. Yep, it's the strongest weapon in the game. Um, you get power ups, kind of like in Contra. Uh, you get a machine gun, a uh-huh. shotgun, and a rocket launcher. Oh, isn't there a flamethrower? Is there a flamethrower? I think there's a flamethrower in this I game thought, as well. Okay, there might be a flamethrower. I thought that would might have been in the later ones. It might be in later ones, but I could have sworn. You might be right because uh, I was watching a like a let's play to okay. familiarize myself because I didn't have my Wii hooked up. Uh, you know, to, to play the game right before we recorded, but I'm pretty sure I saw somebody with a flamethrower. You also save prisoners. 
Yeah, so uh, I did, uh, in the, the Let's Play I was watching, I copied down some of the names I saw. Do you want some of the names of the POWs? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget that they list the names when you beat the level. Yeah, when you when you beat a level. Oh, yeah, that's right. It tells you which POWs you save. <laughs> right, what do you got? So I have, and I didn't copy down the rank because it was taking way too long. I have Paris, uh, Ansbach, Tin, uh, t- uh, Tindaris, Ryanthal, Kavanyak, Andromash, Clark, Calliope, Hestia, Yelu, Cadmus, Coda, and Takeda. So it's, it's like a wide range of, of names. In fact, I think Hestia is the name of a goddess in some some religion. That last one sounds really familiar. Takeda? Yeah. And Japanese last name. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I mean, there's. The, I'm sure you've heard composers or something. <clears throat> that, that I think name. that's what it is. It might be, yeah, one of the composers I list off in one of these episodes. Um, but the the design of the prisoner is really cool. <laughs> they look so disheveled. Yeah, so he's got like a long beard. Uh, they're shirtless and like rugged pants. It's been like a week since you were captured, man. <laughs> yeah, like man. how long like, have all these guys been captive? They, I don't think it's that they've been captive that long. I think it's that they're just that lazy and they were captured because they're that lazy. And they're like, oh, no, I've been here for years. And you're like, come on, Cadmus. It's, it's been like three days. How do you have a beard that long? Shave it. Come on. Get back to work. Uh, every time you save a prisoner, though, they, they'll give you a power up. Like extra thank bombs. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And or a machine gun or you know a weapon, uh, they. But the problem with the prisoners, mm-hmm. I'm not this great at this game. I'm not very good at this mm-hmm. game. Every time you die, your prisoner save count goes back to zero. Yep. And so I feel like every level I beat, because you got to fight a boss at the end of every mission, mm-hmm. you're gonna die a few times against the boss. Oh yeah. So you don't save any prisoners. I don't, you don't get the points for the prisoners, I right, guess, is, yeah, yeah. is what it is. It, uh, the game retroactively uh, executes those POWs uh, as, soon as, uh, <laughs> as soon as you die. They're like waiting off screen like, please don't die. Oh, my God. Oh, God, he's <laughs> no, dead. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The, it, it, the, the game is, is, has a, a fair amount of depth in that sense. And the biggest thing is what we talked about before, the tank. Yeah. You jump into this vehicle and you get like a cannon shot and a machine gun. And eventually the tank takes too much damage and it'll blow up. And if you're in it, you're dead. Uh, I wanted to talk real quick about mm-hmm. the people that developed and published this game. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Nazca Corporation, which were actually like disgruntled employees from another developer. SNK picked them up from there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had mentioned at the start of the episode that SNK made the game. Technically, the team, though, you're right, was Nazca or whoever this was. Yeah, I think Nazca. when this, Nazca? I want to say when this first released, it wasn't under SNK's name in Japan, but when it came over to the States, that's when SNK picked them up. I gotcha. Um, they were employees from a developer called Irem, which had made games like R-Type, and there was a game specific, oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, they also made, uh, I think Metal Storm is another cool game they made on the Nintendo. Yeah. Irem had a few cool uh-huh. games. Um, the, this team specifically worked on a game called The Hunt, which I had never heard of, but doing mm-hmm. research on it, it's like a submarine-type game. Oh. It's got the exact same art style. So you can tell that this was the, oh, the that's team cool. that worked on it. That's really cool. Um, and what happened was Irem just stopped making games for like two years. And the workers were like, well, we want to make games. Like, right, what's going yeah. on with this? So uh, led by Kazumu uh, Kujo, he took several of the employees with him, and they started mm-hmm. the, the company NASCA, and that's when they, their first project was Metal Slug. Interesting. Why the heck did Irem start, stop making games for a few years? Yeah, so they started in 94. Uh, they were purchased by SNK in 86, but then SNK went bankrupt in 2001. Yes, and then SNK was picked up by uh, somebody else. Uh, SNK is now owned by like another company. Yeah, I can't think of what company it is. Uh, I can always look it up, up. I guess. But uh, I, yeah, the the it's really interesting to me that the you know they like IRAM stopped making games for a while. Like that's so weird because I know uh, as or I know IRAM was making games into the nineties. Yeah, it was like this small period of time where. Just nothing was being produced, and I don't know if maybe it was something with the presidents were having a dispute, but, I mean, the employees oh. were just sitting around, and they just kind of got fed up with it, and 
like, well, we want to do this. We have creative, you know, ideas. And yeah. We want to put this on paper and create a game. So that's when they were just like, let's let's just do it. Let's create our own company. And as a result, now we have Metal Slug, which is one of my favorite arcade games. So. Oh yeah, I mean, it's an awesome, awesome arcade game. It's if for any of our listeners who have not played Metal Slug, it's absolutely recommended. Which I feel like it's not if you're. If you're not that far into the SNK into SNK as a whole, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this game. I found out because when really? I started having people come over and they're like, "Oh, what's this Neo Geo arcade?" I'm like, yeah, it's got Metal Slug. Metal Slug. What's Metal Slug? Wow, really? I always thought it was a little bit more <clears throat> popular than that. I I mean, I, I guess SNK in general is not as popular of a company. You know, they they I mean, they do a ton of game series. They you know, Fatal Fury. King of Fighters, you know, Metal Slug, you know, they they have a ton of game series out there. Samurai Showdown, a mm-hmm. uh, whole bunch, but I, I guess... Mostly fighters, though. That's true. You know, they, they were all about the arcades back then, you know, so it was a lot of fighting games. So, yeah, I guess if maybe, yeah, if you weren't big into SNK, maybe you wouldn't know Metal Slug. Interesting. Uh, also, uh, taking one glance at the uh, giant wall of text at, that, you know, talks about the bankruptcy of SNK. Uh, somebody else owns SNK <laughs> or got them back on their feet. Uh, you know, they, they, they just take my word for it. Hop into our Discord if you know. Just <laughs> Let us know yeah. in the Discord. I. Uh, so, yeah, the... Uh, uh, I wanted to chat with you a little bit about the levels that you see. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, so you you know see a forest outpost. There's a war torn city is like level two. You have a snowy mountain base. Uh, there's a uh, like a, a like a occupied city, uh, and then you also have a uh, like a re- the rebel stronghold, of course. So you have a lot of really cool aesthetic. You know, aesthetically pleasing levels, you know, because they all all are really interesting looking and stuff and the backgrounds look great and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's all very, very war torn. Yeah, I always, you know, the the levels with the cities always seem very sad. Oh, yeah. You can see like torn posters and like businesses with like torn down. Yeah, 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 it was very sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they probably took a lot of like the, you know, images of like probably like World War Two, like, you know, uh, you know cities in France and and Germany and stuff that were all bombed out and stuff mm-hmm. and basically used that as like their their sort of their like template because I mean that would have been the last big war that would have had that much like media coverage you know in the in the west at least you know you had the Korean war and you know Vietnam war and stuff but yeah. uh as far as like western style goes that would have been like the last I think so uh yeah the uh the the game is is just gorgeous you know looks amazing the uh the gameplay is a ton of fun and oh yeah, yeah it's very fast paced too oh yeah you you gotta you gotta definitely be moving because enemies are always coming out coming out at you and stuff and so you know you have to be quick on your feet and you know because i mean they'll they'll definitely mm-hmm. you know it's one hit deaths yeah there's not a lot of moments where you can just stand and kind of just collect yourself uh mm-hmm. there's gigantic bosses too so, I mean, oh, you're fighting really cool. boats, you're fighting these giant missile-launching spaceships, or, you know, spaceships, but, you know, giant well, ships. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself there. That's yeah, later yeah, in the yeah. series. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's just, the series is known for just having these outrageous boss battles, too. Yeah, you fight, like, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the bosses you fight. So, there's, like, a giant tank. There's uh, uh, one where, like, it's a plane shooting missiles at you. Uh, there's another where it's like a, is it like a submarine or is it like a, uh, like a, a carrier ship? Yeah. Yeah. Carrier ship. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like, and everything is, like you said, is really big and you know, you, you have tons of stuff flying all over the place at you. You know, it's, it's, it's honestly, it can be almost a little overwhelming. You can tell that this was made for the arcades because this is a quarter guzzler for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. This it's, is to eat your quarters. There's always enemies coming at you. In fact, there's like. I said the melee weapon that you have is just a knife. Mm-hmm. There's times where you're shooting your gun and you can't kill the enemies fast enough that they're coming close in that you're you're just meleeing them because oh, it's yeah. just you can't get them back far enough to shoot them. It, and it is uh, interesting that like the the melee is like one hit da- a one hit kill. Yeah. You know, like a machine gun will take a quite a few hits to like hit an enemy and like you know do enough damage, but if they're within melee range, it's insta death. They dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I always thought it was kind of interesting the the enemy varieties are not that varied, but they're varied enough. Like you have the the guards with like shields 
that will guard against your uh, hit. So you either have to do enough damage to pierce through or uh, jump in with melee and knock away their shields or whatever. Yeah, they definitely improved that in the later series because then you start fighting zombies. And, oh, yeah. And, you know fat enemies and stuff like that yeah they, they started uh, to definitely do a lot more stuff with later metal slug games but uh you know it's it's i mean it, it's not that it's a bad variety of enemies in this game it's just you know there's not as much as future yeah games. i agree um a little bit on the reputation of the game so like yeah. i said earlier they did come out with multiple sequels one oh, through yeah. seven which i want to say seven was on the ds Oh, it might have been. Um, that one didn't come to arcade. Uh, there was X, which was a just a remake of two. I guess mm-hmm. there was a lot of issues with lagging or something in the oh. second one, and that's why they hurry up and came out with a remake of it. I mean, in the arcade scene, it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, this game isn't getting as much money as the others. Let's just do a patch, essentially, and, you know, slap it out there and, you know, oh, we'll call it X. So that way people don't think like, oh, it's just the same <laughs> game that was laggy. You know? I mean, it fooled me because when I was buying the cartridges online, I was like, X. Oh, OK, maybe that's just like a. Oh, it's the 10th yeah, one. Yeah, You know, <laughs> maybe it's like how they do like 2000. It's just like throw an X on it. There you go. Mega Man X. Boom. It's a new series. Boom. Poor guy. Uh, There's multiple spinoff games. Uh, A lot of them were on cell phones. So as I was doing research for this, there's like dozens of cell phone games for this. A lot of tactic stuff, kind of like Advanced Wars. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I I wish we would have seen that maybe like ported to the the GBA or the DS or Mm -hmm. something. That would have been cool. I feel like it's more recent, though. Like within the last few years, they've come out with a lot of these. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, There is a 3D version of this game that was only released in Japan on the PlayStation 2. Really? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of how, like what it's similar to, but... Um, it is. It's a it's a 3D version of Metal Slug, and it's it doesn't look terrible, mm-hmm. but because 3D, you know, graphics back then don't really age that well. No, I mean PS2 wasn't so bad compared to like PS1, but I mean, yeah, there's definitely some some games that don't look quite as good uh, from back then, and I mean the, that's the. That really throws me off because one of the draws of Metal Slug was the gorgeous sprite work, 2D sprite work. So it's weird that it's like, all right, let's throw it into a 3D mm-hmm. adventure. Everyone will love that. And, and it like, is mm-hmm. it is a little lost inside of that 3D version. Too. Yeah. Um, there's some kind of like Easter eggs. I wouldn't really say glitches, but yeah. it's more of like a spot where you can farm prisoners. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so in Mission 5, uh, there's a vehicle where the enemies pop out. Yeah. If you don't scroll all the way, you can get uh, infinite points. So you can just keep killing enemies. You just keep shooting at the at the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it just racks up the points, but the vehicle never explodes. Oh. So if you're one of those people like hunting for high scores, oh. you just stand in this spot where the vehicle hasn't like 100% gotten onto the screen and just keep shooting at it and give them points. Interesting. Um, like I said, there's invisible prisoners. Um, in one of the final missions, if you start shooting to the left, uh, it just keeps giving you more and more prisoners. So you can just get like six or seven prisoners before you even technically start the level. Interesting. Yeah. So, the, so there's a few little glitches. Well, maybe not glitches, but little cheats uh, yeah. uh, here and there. And I, I think what it is, when you start the level, there's a prisoner on the right of the screen, like right on the edge. And I think that it just kind of takes a little bit of the hitbox on the left side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's just constantly giving you prisoners over and over because oh. it's not supposed to be on the left it's on the right i don't know that's my that's my theory but interesting i uh, it, it's kind of funny the the two main characters uh marco and uh tarma uh rossi and roving in this game uh and a lot of other uh metal slug games the characters in that are also in the king of fighters series maybe not a lot of them but some of the other uh, uh, Metal Slug characters from future installments are in the oh. King of Fighters as fighters. But Marco and uh, Tarma, I don't believe are. So, like, I know in the second one they, they had two female characters. So those characters are in the King of Fighting? Uh, some of them are. So you have, uh, uh, let's see, King of Fighters has, oh, and Ikari Warriors, uh, Ralph uh, Jones, uh, Clark, and then I think there's a, a Leona. Is another uh, uh, character who's in Metal Slug XX, 
I, uh, but I, uh, uh, she's also a fighter in uh, King of Fighters. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, the, some of the characters, but not Marco oh, and uh, Tarma, which is kind of depressing. Uh, I mean, that's that's like having a Smash Brothers game where you have like Wario, and then things like Duck Hunt and Piranha Plant, but you don't have Waluigi. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if they did that? Wow, wow, Waluigi the winner. <laughs> Ah, it's so sad that Waluigi isn't. Anyway. It makes no sense. <laughs> I'm hoping he'll eventually be a DLC character. <laughs> I hope he's the final DLC character and he's also added in as a final boss. That'd be amazing. Anyway, uh, so, uh, Glitch, uh, what what else do you have for, like, uh, uh, speedrun info, glitches in the game, things like that? Yes, yeah, speedrunning. So, there is uh, easy, normal, hard percent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also co-op versions of those difficulties. The easy percent record is held by Sukumos. It is nine minutes and fifty-nine seconds. He just beat the ten-minute mark. Wow! Yeah. Um, jumping makes you go faster, so there's a lot of jumping. Oh. Yep. So uh, it's just kind of like uh, we had mentioned in the Uncharted episode that jumping is faster than walking. So there's just boing, boing, yeah, just boing, like boing. skipping. You're just skipping through the whole level. La, 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 um, la. He does take some intentional deaths because when you die, kind of like in Contra, you get a bomb. So oh. in this game, when you die, you get ten bombs, and uh, there is one section where he does an intentional death just to wrap the screen because there's a part mm. where you're standing on a platform, you kind of have to wait for it to go up, and then if he just jumps off the platform, it just brings him to the top of the screen. I gotcha. Um, he also has the first place records in two, three, five, six, X, and uh, Metal Slug Advance. On the wow, Advance, uh, Game Boy Advance. That's a lot of records for one game series. Yep. Uh, that's all I got for the speedrunner. Interesting, interesting. I. Uh, I tell you what, though, uh, uh, glitch. Let's go ahead and uh, well, actually, here's here's. Uh, are there any other thoughts you have on Metal Slug before we get to the music? Because I definitely want to chat about that. No, I, th- I think we should get to the music. Uh, it's got a very gritty type style to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's go into that. Uh, but first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, so I have a little bit of mystery here for you, uh, Glitch. So the music was composed by uh, Takushi Hiyamuta and Jim. Oh, Jim. He goes by Jim in the credits. Hiyamuta also worked on uh, he worked on Super R-Type uh, and some of the other Metal Slug games. Jim, I have no idea. Jim is only credited in this Metal Slug game. Not any other Metal Slug games, to the best of my knowledge. I, I have no idea who this is. Have you checked like the phone books for Jim? There were a lot. Oh. And before you ask, yes, I tried calling them all, and <laughs> no, they were not happy to hear from me. Metal Slug. Metal what? You get it. Jim. Wait, Jim. Are you the kid that called me at Riverside Arena uh, uh, <laughs> 20 no, years I ago? Bike. Uh, so... So I, I don't actually have a lot on the music because of that. So, you know, I, the I, you know the one guy worked on other Metal Slug games in Super R-Type, which is cool. But these guys have pretty much, to the best of my knowledge, either only worked on this game or work on, like, the Metal Slug series. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of sad. Uh, but uh, the first song we have is for uh, Stage 2. Uh, this is the stage where you're going through the, I believe this is the bombed out city, the first one you see, right? Um, Yeah. So this is the one where it's completely destroyed. Yeah. So this is uh, uh, kind of a, not that the music makes it especially sad or anything, but uh, uh, let's go ahead and give this uh, music a listen.
So doesn't it sound like there's like a guitarist mm-hmm. and like another guy in the studio? Like they're just like battling back and forth. It kind <laughs> like of a does. trumpet player and they're like. It's, it's, I mean, the, I, I gotta give a special shout out to the composers because it's, I mean, you know, sometimes level themes in video games can get a little redundant, but you don't say, game, you don't say Craig, you mean kind of like a spy versus spy? Yes. Just a little redundant, just a pinch redundant and terrible. And I hate it anyway. I, but in this, it like the music is, is really you know, sometimes it gets a little out there, you know, with like the the uh, like the background music and stuff. But no, it it it's great. I love yeah, it. We tend to when we play the music, we tend to let it cycle through once, mm-hmm. you know, so everyone gets to hear the whole track itself. But like that one right there. Yeah, it just kept going. Yeah, we, we were about to turn it down and then the music changed and it was like, oh, wait, no, I guess I got to keep this going a bit. And then it was like, OK, now we get to bring it down. And then it kept going again. And it was like, <laughs> oh, wow, man. So I, uh, uh, yeah, the the music is is there's a lot to it, which is great. It's awesome. Uh, now, glitch. This is uh, that was a level two is the one I uh, one I chose. Uh, the final stage you chose, however. So this is one of your favorites, right? Yeah, this was a, this one's different. I felt like, than the rest. The whole soundtrack as a whole is very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like a you know, oh, just sure. kind of guitar solos and and stuff and. A little bit of drums, but this one seemed a little bit different. That's why I liked it a lot. Let's go ahead and give this guy a listen. weird but do you know what that kind of reminds me of are you gonna say final fantasy 6 i was gonna say pokemon ruby and sapphire oh that trumpety kind of sounds and stuff because i felt like the beginning of it had a little bit of a final fantasy i could buy i could buy it. that yeah it was uh i uh, i i feel like there's a little it's it like like you said the a lot of the soundtrack is pretty similar a lot of the level themes are very reminiscent of one another and you know this one is a little bit different this one is quite a bit different in the fact that I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on it, but it does it sound quite a bit different than like the the first song we played. Yeah, it kind of has like a like a triumph feel, like you've made it to this final mission. Yeah. So now there's two endings technically to this game. Yeah. Do you have the notes on that? Because I had a little bit on that. Oh, uh, by all means, go for it. Uh, so if you beat this game in one player, you get a different ending than if you beat this game in two player. Yep. Uh, a different song plays, as well as a different like kind of scene that plays through as the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first player version, there's an enemy soldier who throws a paper airplane off of a cliff, mm-hmm. and it flies through all the levels, showing all the destruction and the chaos. And yeah, there's like a little girl in front of like a like a grave and stuff. Yeah, like it's super dark. It's dark, very dark. Uh, dead sh- soldiers everywhere, like a yeah, crying girl widow. Um, and then it flies off into the starry sky, mm-hmm. and that's how the game ends. But if you beat it in two-player, it plays this, like, jolly, happy, like, whimsical song. 
I own this soundtrack on vinyl. It's an awesome soundtrack. And let me tell you, the main reason I come back to this soundtrack to listen to it is this final song. Yeah, it's completely different than everything else on this soundtrack. It's great. <laughs> it's really I good. I love it. Um, so what happens in the second player one, the enemy soldier throws the paper airplane off the cliff, but there's like no destruction. All the enemy soldiers are dancing and like they're still sunbathing and uh it, it's running through the city and there's like a parade in one of the city parts like uh-huh. they're just like all happy and general morden is alive yep so and- he the paper yeah the paper airplane like hits him and then he looks up into the sky and that hints at the next game which will start involving extraterrestrials yeah because the metal slug series after number one starts getting real weird he starts bringing in aliens and stuff and like eventually you have to fight this dude who gets eaten by an orca whale Mm -hmm. and like it's it's crazy yeah the game is really wacky after the after the first game it really completely changes the dynamic yeah it absolutely does uh so let's go ahead and listen the the song is i believe the song is actually called hold you still yep Not sure why. That's okay. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and listen to this guy. Uh, This is uh, probably my favorite theme from the game and maybe one of my favorite ending themes ever. Oh, okay. I love this song. Yeah, it's a great song. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. It's so happy, even though you just killed way too many people. It really throws you off. It really does. It's, I mean, and the only thing I can think is that maybe it was sort of like, hey, you know, you you fought with your friend, everything's happy, you know, you two of you beat it, you're good. And if you beat it through the arc, went through the arcades and beat it on your own, it's like, hey, you were tough enough to handle this game on your own. You're tough enough to know the truth. This is the horrors of war. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, so, Glitch, what are your final thoughts on on Metal Slug? Uh, I mean, it it's a great run and gun shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like I had said before, I feel like a lot of people still don't know about this series. Definitely play it. It makes you really appreciate running guns, the artwork, mm-hmm. uh, everything that went into this to make this game happen. Uh 
if you are just kind of looking to play one and be like, you know, that's it, play the third one. I think generally, universally, everyone likes the third one the best. It's got a lot of different mechanics than the rest of them had. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, four, five, and six kind of just play off of that. I, uh, yeah, I, I agree. The the Metal Slug series is awesome, and and apparently it's a little underappreciated. Uh, you know, from uh, you know what Glitch has heard, you know, with his own arcade that he owns, or own arcade that he has. So you know, if if you can get to an arcade and you see this game, definitely play it. It's also available on a lot of different you know services, whether it's like the Wii collection or you know collections on other systems. You know, so. I want to say that that three is available on the Switch. I. Oh, yeah, I think you might be right. I think the Switch has some of the, the Metal Slug games, at least the third one. Yeah, so pick uh, it up if you get a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Metal Slug series might be one of the best series of run-and-gun games. I mean, there's definitely always going to be a soft spot in my heart for, like, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, and, uh, you know, uh, Gunstar Heroes and stuff. You know, games like that are, are in my heart, t- tough to top. But as far as a series goes... This might be one of the better ones. Yeah, as much as it kills me to say it, the Contra series isn't that great once you get past like n- the late nineties. It honestly, yeah, they they started doing like three D stuff, and yeah. it, like it, they they just didn't do a good job with it. But the Metal Slug series, it's stayed pretty true to its roots throughout the whole series. You yeah. know, so definitely give it a shot if if you're into run and gun games and the beauty of like the the you know the nowadays versions where you're not in the arcade. You're saving a lot of money because the game can be pretty tough and you can just get on. Unli- you have unlimited lives, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, so definitely uh, worth it because of that. So so definitely, uh, you know, pick that up. Glitch and I could not recommend it more. Can't. It gets the Legend of Retro seal of can't recommend this game uh, enough. This gets the quality stamp of approval. Mm-hmm, indeed. I tell you what, though, uh, Glitch, let's go ahead and jump on into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right. So, I had the guys play a bunch of Turbo Graphic games. Mm-hmm. Uh, which had you ever played the Turbo Graphics before you came over? I yes. Uh, I if you remember the Bonk's Adventure episode, my neighbor owned a Turbo Graphics oh, yeah, sixteen, right. and I took advantage of her and played uh, <laughs> Bonk's Adventure on that. But that was about the only game I played when I was a kid. Eventually, the Wii had the virtual console that had Turbo Graphics games. But I can honestly say I never really played the original Pac Land before you forced this on us. So it is a two D side scrolling platformer i would i guess Mm -hmm. and you are by the way it's not a great sign when you say platformer i guess because yeah i don't know it's just there isn't much to it and if i remember the controls were very funky like up is forward and down is backwards or something the controls were a little uh oh no no i think it was like b was backwards and a was forward i think it was something yeah the buttons were how you went left and right it was, uh, yeah, not great. Because if I remember in the video, you guys probably spent like three or four lives trying to figure out how the controls were. It was uh, not that great. But, I mean, he jumps really high. Pac-Man was always known for jumping, right? Yeah, that's what I know Pac-Man for, the jumping. That's his shtick. Pac-Man jumps. He he's a jump man. That's what he does. Well, he needed to collect his shoes. Yeah, he had to get his shoes and like go to church. Like that was the premise of the game. Is like, oh, Pac-Man, go find your shoes and get your church shoes and get to the church. Yeah, this this game was more preachy than Bible adventures. <laughs> it somehow was. I don't know. It it was so weird. Like the ghosts are following you around, and like you know, vehicles can kill you and. I just I I only know this game especially well because of uh, the Smash Brothers. Pac-Land is one of the levels in yeah. Smash Brothers, and it's one of my least favorite levels in Smash oh. Brothers. <laughs> and there's a reason why because this game is crappy. Yeah, the controls are bad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He does this weird jump thing where he just jumps for like half of the level. Like I don't know what it was all about. Also, shout out to Matrick on stage who apparently his hat is in this game. Pac-Man is wearing the red mage cap Mm -hmm. that's found in the Final Fantasy series, which our buddy Matrick on stage uses. Uh, Matrick on stage is 
uh, now on season two of Noobs and Dragons, and he's also a streamer. He's uh, twitch.tv slash Matrick on stage, uh, M-A-T-R-I-K. And uh, yeah, I just saw that hat, and I was like, oh, it's, it's Matrick's hat. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Little red mage hat. That's what he bases his hat off, isn't it? It's Packland. I'm very sure it must be. Yeah, what other obviously. game could it be that's better than this? Maybe an entire series of games that's way more fun than this one, Glitch. You act like I give you guys terrible... Okay, I do. I do give you terrible games. Okay, on the 8-bit scale, if between I 6 and 8... I murder you, I would. What do you give this between 6 and 8? Uh, it, it was certainly below average. It was not the worst thing we've ever played at, at you know, the, the glitch domicile as he forces us to play these games. So I, I'm going to say probably like a, oh, like a two and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking two and a half as well. Yeah, it's it's not very good. It's not very fun. There are so many better Turbo Graphics games. When when uh, I think it's next year, so I think in 2020, Konami is releasing a Turbo a Mini Turbo Graphics 16, which will have a bunch of Turbo Graphics games on it. Uh, if Pac-Land is on there, don't bother. <laughs> if you're gonna hack it, get rid it's of Pac-Land. It's gonna be on there. Else. It's one of the biggest titles on the Turbo Graphics. It shouldn't be. Uh, that's the that's the sad thing about the Turbo Graphics, though. It has so many better games. You know what's funny too, because the Turbo Graphics was advanced for its time. Like honestly, when it you was play the first quote unquote sixteen bit, yeah, system. when you play these games and then you look at the year was made, you're just like, oh really? Wow! Like you look at the other titles on the the Master System and the NES that were being released. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they don't compare as far as graphics. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, compared to the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, yeah, the, the TurboGrafx-16 was lacking. But, I mean, when it was it was going against the Nintendo and the, the Master System, and yeah, it was way better than those systems. Yeah. Looked a lot better, sounded a lot better. But a game like Pac-Land... Yeah, why, why would you use the buttons as your controls? I don't know, man. That's just dumb. It is dumb. That's dumb. It is real dumb. Let, let's, two and a half. Two and a half tops tops can i change it to two i'm gonna go two okay you go two i'll go three <laughs> well now we're back to a two and a half <laughs> that ain't that's not even worth it oh come on not even worth it let's, let's you go one i'll go four there we go i i'm more apt to do that <laughs> give me give me some time let me think about this I, 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 let's let's stick with the two and a half until i decide otherwise two it's a two anyway uh so and you had a two and a half, right, Glitch? Yep, four. Wonderful, two and a half and a two. Let's go ahead and talk about our uh, music bracket. We've got the character theme brackets going on, and uh, today's, uh, uh, I think, going to be a pretty good one. Yeah, we definitely, uh, this week we have a couple big tracks. So, first up, we have, from the SNES version, Street Fighter Two Ken's theme. This is the theme of the fighter Ken Masters. Uh, now, I, I think a lot of our listeners might know already because I feel like we bring it up very frequently. But Street Fighter Two was composed by uh, a couple of uh, uh, great composers, Yoko Shimomura and Isao Abe. Yoko Shimomura has done tons and tons of great stuff, you know, throughout the years. So a lot of uh, uh, episodes we've covered, Yoko Shimomura has has been the the composer. Uh, so. Let's go ahead and give a listen to Ken's theme.
Ken's theme is great. I'm not very good at fighting games, specifically Street Fighter 2 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't know that track went as long as it did because I usually die before that part comes up. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it happens. But if you guys are a fan of Street Fighter, uh, a couple weeks ago, Craig and Xander did Street Fighter Alpha 3. Oh, yeah. That's a, a, a very important game to me and Xander. So so absolutely give that a listen. Uh, we talk a lot about the Street Fighter series there. Uh, now, here's an episode that you might have a harder time uh, recommending from our uh, history. Yeah, what's that? Uh, it's uh, one of the things from Maniac Mansion. Oh, you mean that golden episode where Chops got everything wrong? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, is that the only uh, game they've ever had to like redo an episode on because they got it so much well, wrong? Well, okay, so you get to it redo in question marks because technically we did two Streets of Rage episodes. Right, we did the Streets of Rage series and then we covered Streets of Rage 1. I mean, is it really the series? I mean, they don't really talk about the series in that episode. You guys kind of covered Shut the first up. one. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. It's not your fault because you weren't right. on the first one. Chops I was, was not. I was like, Chops, have you guys ever done Streets of Rage? And he was like, no, nah, man, we haven't done Streets of Rage. I was like, wonderful, <laughs> let's do that. And then everybody was like, why did you guys do Streets of Rage again? And it was like, because Chops is an idiot. <laughs> and also I wanted to just really uh, cover it uh, the more focus on the first one. This is why now I document all the episodes we do. I put it on a spreadsheet, so now we're good. Ah, yep, so I got you covered. Thank you. So... Uh, we are covering Michael's theme from Maniac Mansion. Uh, Maniac Mansion is a, a kind of a, a cult Nintendo hit. Uh, it's kind of a weirder one, uh, but it was composed by Chris Grigg and David Lawrence. And the music is very different than a lot of other Nintendo games out there, but it's a really awesome theme. So let's give Michael's theme a listen. <laughs> is so known for being like repetitive but that just like keeps giving you more and more well so the the reason why that is is uh in this game when you select your character you're going to be looking around and searching for things for a really long time oh yeah so they needed to make these tracks really long or you're gonna you know kill yourself because you you don't want to i mean when you switch back from character to character the song starts over again but yeah when you're searching the room for the first time, uh-huh. you're gonna be in there for a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. The it, it, it's gonna sound weird, and and I don't mean this is a like a like any kind of dig, but it rem, the music in Maniac Mansion reminds me of bad Nintendo game music done good. Like the sound font they use, like the the sounds that they're using in the songs are typically in my head associated with a lot of bad Nintendo game music. Like those like boom, 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 like those noises, like where it's just like, oh God, this is so terrible. 
But they do. They use those sounds amazingly in Maniac Mansion. Yeah, it's composed very well. With I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like screechy. Yeah, it's noises. A, it, it is. It's 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 very like. It shouldn't be pleasing to the ear, but it is. Yeah. It's a very interesting soundtrack. And so we have Ken Masters going against Michael from Maniac Mansion. Yeah, and, and, and if you haven't played Maniac Mansion, it's got really good songs. Every character has their own song. The intro is actually one of my favorite intros on an NES game. Oh. Um, but uh, it's it's a fun, click-and-point adventure. So On the Nintendo, which, yeah. there are, well, there's a fair few point-and-click games on the Nintendo. Yeah, there's like Uninvited, I know, is another one. I... Um, Oh, what is the one? Night, night, uh, Nightshade? I think Nightshade is another point-and-click game. I, th- I think it's something gate, isn't it? Shadow Shadowgate? So maybe Shadow, that's another one? I don't know. I don't know. There's quite a few anyway. Uh, but uh, if you'd like to vote on what character theme is your favorite, make sure to go ahead and jump on Facebook. We have our Facebook page, Legend of Retro, there. We have a Twitter account. You can uh, vote there as well. Uh, your voting is not run out yet because if you are on our Discord, the GameZilla Media Discord, so if you go to GameZillaMedia.com, there's a link there to go jump on our uh, Discord and chat with us there. We have a weekly vote. And then to top it off, if you're a member of our Patreon, you also gain a fourth vote there as well. So make sure you're utilizing all those options. Now, when it comes to uh, the Patreon, you know, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You also have, aside from the ability to, to get an extra vote every week, you also have at the do- that same dollar range, you can get access, early access to our Retro Relapse videos. And for $5 a month, you have access to a monthly special that we release called Game Shark, where we delve into certain topics, uh, go through our like top 10 top five lists uh, talk about different in like, you know, things in the you know industry from the retro gaming side, you know, like Konami and Capcom and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, all those episodes are archived for you to listen to. So, I mean, you're not just getting this month's game. Right. You're getting everything from before that too. We've done quite a lot of episodes at this point. So by all means, make sure to check that out. It's a lot of content for just $5 a month. And that's just from the Legend of Retro side, because you also have, when you give $5 a month to the GameZilla Media Network, you're also getting all of the bonus content from Last Action Podcast, GameZilla, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland Arcade. We have so many shows at your disposal, so by all means, make sure to go ahead and uh, join, you know, join our Patreon page. You get so much bang for your buck. And if you can't get enough Craig, like we all do, I mean, just we love the guy. <laughs> Uh, That's he's, true. He is on Twitch Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. under at uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. That is correct. I uh, typically cover retro games. Uh, you know, as this episode is coming out, I believe I might actually be playing a little bit of uh, Link's Awakening, the new uh, uh, the remake oh. of the. Yeah, I'm going to probably be playing around with that a little bit. Uh, so, but it's typically a lot of retro gaming uh, on my channel. So by all means, make sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we have tons of podcasts on the network. You can get me on Twitch. We we have so much to offer you. So if you would like to support the show, it's definitely appreciated. It means a lot to us because, you know, we couldn't do the show without our patrons. No, absolutely. Uh, but uh, Glitch, I think it's about time that we kind of wrap things up here. We got to go get to our bunkers. We do. They, there's not much time Chaos. before the bombing strikes. We got to get out of here. The aliens are coming. When I'm dying in your arms, Glitch, I want you to play that <laughs> that song on repeat until I'm dead. You know what's strange is that as you're dying, I feel like I wouldn't need to tell people to start dancing because they'd be doing it already. I'm not happy, but you're right. <laughs> I'm not thrilled, but you are correct. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you all next time. When, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.